0: Are you ready for Chicago Bears football? You are listening to the Bears Bonanza Football Podcast. Stop it! Hosted by bald bearded beauties, Gal and Danny Boy. You're the pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears. Bear down! Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Chicago Bears Bonanza Football Podcast. Coming off another loss, but somehow it feels refreshingly different because our boy, our savior, Justin Fields, looked like a
1: stud muffin. <laughs> you know, it's, it's such a heartbreaking loss uh, yeah. but and it, 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 in a lot of ways that we're going to get into, but it's hard to feel down because that yeah. second half from Justin Fields he was the highest. He was the highest-rated passer uh, from PFF this this week. Oh. Um, just it, the the quality. It, it, it was just it, you. You couldn't believe it. You know, it's like it's like this is this is the guy. He's the one. Everybody who was debating about the previous guy. This is what. A franchise quarterback looks like there's a difference and i think you saw what that difference was some of those throws i mean good lord like butter and,
0: i mean it they was were ridiculous. just like
1: oh my goodness and we, we spoke gross. about this
0: the, the darnell mooney throw i mean it really looked like he was just uh throwing it out of bounds i mean for this and so matter of factly, just happens to be the perfect placement in the corner of the end zone for a touchdown i mean,
1: that, that's, yeah, I mean, that throw, That to me, that's not even the most impressive throw. But, like, that throw, you're right. It is – he's go- running away from pressure because poor, poor Sam Mustafar, I mean, you know, gives yes. up pressure immediately. <laughs> he has to leave the pocket. He's on the run. He's got TJ Watt behind him. He knows he's got TJ Watt behind him. He has to kind of – he's going left. He's right-handed, so he has to twist his body – to kind of to throw it, but then he has to also use his eyes to hold the safety so he doesn't cut off the pass. And then the actual ball can't be like angled like a normal throw. It has to be almost like the, the nose of the ball is almost like perpendicular to the back of the end zone. Yeah. And it just kind of advances to the left. What an impossible throw that was. And that's not even the best throw of the game. I think the best throw of the game was there was a Jimmy Graham throw that he had yeah. where he just like... Whizzed it right by the ear hole of the safety, nice. <laughs> you know. Um, that's that's like a superstar level throw. There's like three guys in the league: Mahomes, Allen, and gosh, maybe Stafford, who still has the arm strength. Because you need like intelligence, arm strength, ball placement, yeah. all those things happening. Bang, bang, bang. Um, just an impressive performance and he no, just could he not help but be ah you know excited he looked
0: the part he looked the part and you know yeah. it's funny uh the line obviously held up a bit larry borum you know had his reps and uh, yeah. peter's you know continued to look pretty decent you know from my perspective anyway my novice perspective but yeah even you know there was pressure there was pressure in field's face but the ball was out quick it just yeah there was just a calm cool collected nature uh that you know, maybe we saw glimpses of, you know, brief flashes, but no, this is starting to become the guy. It was like consistent in that second half, and um, yeah. Did so you you know, in his, the end,
1: did you see his reaction when they scored the Pittsburgh? Pitters, they scored to go up six with like a, a minute, like two minutes left to go. He's like, "Good, now I get to go and score a touchdown." You know, he smiled and he was excited to go back on the field because he oh, wanted right. to score a touchdown. And you're like, oh, just pump that into my eyeballs. Yeah, you know? baby, that's <laughs> so sweet. Like a confident Bears call. You know, because, like, Jay was confident, but he didn't have the goods to back it up. Yeah. You know, I think Mitch had the tools, but just didn't have the confidence. This guy just okay, seems yeah. to have both, you know? And, you know, it's we had this classic curse of Chicago Bears fandom where it's like we have two quarterbacks on the roster, and it's like if we can combine the two of them, that they, they would be like a good starter. Like you know, you know, like the ballsiness of Nick Foles with the actual physical talent of Mitch Trubisky. Then you have like a top fifteen quarterback, right? Or like Rex Grossman <laughs> and Kyle Orton. Then you have a top fifteen quarterback. You know, it's like we've done this for like thirty freaking years. And now you've got, got a, like a singular guy, and it was just yeah, I was, was so happy to see all that, but. You know, We still get
0: this W, the
1: loss. Oh, it's brutal.
0: It's just nice for the story arc, right? I mean, just that and when it's coming off of a loss, it just takes a little bit of the luster out. But, you know, in the end, you know, we Bear Sons are happy because we're like, listen, in the end we just need to see the guy flash. We need to see progress for the future because we know we don't have all the pieces for, you know, a team that if they should make the seventh seed can actually do much of anything. But... No, but the thing is, yeah, it just it inspires hope in the future, right? It inspires absolute yeah. hope, and and no matter what pieces we have or don't have, because there's going to be a lot of pieces we don't have, that Justin Fields might be able to put the team on his shoulder, which is something we have not had as Bears hands. And
1: well, that's lifetime. exactly what he—that's exactly what he did in this game, right? I mean, he had four hundred and fourteen total yards, right? So that's exactly what he did you know, with the all the problems on the interior of the offensive line. I agree with you, Danny. I think Larry Barham played pretty well against TJ Watt. And I think Jason Peters, I have to say, completely I was I was completely wrong on this guy. He's still playing at a it's very nuts. high level. It's, it's crazy to me. He's like it's a insane. year younger than us. Like or a year it's and a half crazy. younger than us. And, he, and we're he's feeling crazy. old lately. Like, oh,
0: so. yeah. Uh,
1: and, and this guy is out there just coming off a fishing boat and I did not think he would be able to hold up this long, but he has. The interior of the line has been, you know, Daniels has been pretty good, but the white hair is not going to be on this team next year. He is just completely. I don't know what has happened. Yeah, here. what happened? Yeah, and uh, and and Mustafar is not a starter, right? But and then you know we got a Rob back involved and Cole. That oh. had a great game, and you know and Jimmy like Graham.
0: And even though J- Jimmy Graham <laughs> <miss> up, <laughs> oh yeah. No, it's funny. I, I try not to bring it up or even want to talk about it because it's just too frustrating to me, and it's something that, like we keep beating a dead horse on. But um, it was nice to see, yeah, uh, like him get involved, him get jacked up, and oh man, if we could just have a few pieces for Justin out there, man, it's like the possibilities. It's like, and you know, can you imagine if later in the season, like we're able to con- continue to develop the Komet and Mooney relationship, and then get a Rob. His nine targets a game,
1: you know. Yeah, it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, this is what I. This is what I keep saying to people: the quarterback is the king. It's not the coach. Stop. That's maybe true in college. That's not true in the NFL. It's the same, you know, semi-talented uh, team that we have, right? And when Justin Fields starts to get cooking, everything looks different, you know. And it's and it's not because it's the same garbage plays that Matt Nagy's called. Oh, by the way. That's the other thing that I really like, and it hasn't really been talked about that much. He audibled out of like half of those plays.
0: <laughs> How do you know <laughs> yeah. that?
1: How do you know that well, for sure? Well, so he has yeah. calls at the line of scrimmage, right? So the A-Rob throw, that that beautiful out route throw that he had. Oh yeah, that 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 was a straight audible. the the, the second one was he he checked into another route because you could actually hear on on television, right? So he kill kill killed. So he kills the play on the first one, and he calls another play at the line. With like five seconds or like eight seconds on the on the shot clock, you know, Um, the Graham throw, the Graham throw, you know, that was Graham is running a clear out there because the Bears are expecting cover three or sorry, they're expecting cover two Um, and uh, against cover two running a seam route for a tight end basically creates an opening underneath. Right. Because cover three that all the, the three defenders will move back and then there was I think Mooney coming across but he changed his read because he saw that they are they had gotten into cover 2 and he's like I'm going to take a cover 2 hole shot here because Jimmy's going right up the middle that's the weakness of cover 2 and I'm going to execute it and he did he shortened up his his stride and he just whizzed it in there it was just you know amazing to see maybe it wasn't half maybe it was like a third but it was still more than I've seen any Bears quarterback Um, ever do. The, The telltale sign if you're watching at home is when he puts his hands on his chest and he kind of rips them back. That means he's changing something in the play. That's how you can tell. Like If you can't hear it, because I know sometimes in your area, definitely you're watching late at night and you don't want to disturb your, I, your family. Was, no, listen, I was feeding
0: my son. I was on my phone. I had my son in one hand and I literally have the phone with my ear pod in the other hand. And so I can't. It's a bit small. It's a bit small.
1: Yeah, but the visual cue is when he puts his hands on his chest and he kind of strikes back. So he's giving, he's, he's kind of amping up his voice to kind of, uh, uh, so that everybody can hear what he's changed. Because it's not the same play that was called, right? So now we don't know what the plays that were called what they were, but I mean judging by Matt Nagy Bill their traditional offense, that looked very different than what we've seen before. I mean there was a verticality to and I and maybe we should give Matt Nagy some credit here. I mean there was there were you know, there was a lot more verticality in, in, in the offense oh, that finally. opened up so much stuff. So, yeah, like finally. No, and...
0: finally, finally they went vertical. Yeah. It's enough. It just couldn't take another week of not being vertical. It's just like, guys, you have nothing to lose. Maggie, you have absolutely nothing to lose. Um, so the thing is, um, we come out of the bye. We play Baltimore. Um, yeah. We have a bit of a tough stretch. I mean, ultimately, it's hard to read, like, you know, it's seemingly Nagy is gone. The the Bears press is looking for a replacement, certainly. Um, you know, I'm trying to think, is there something that could save Nagy's job? Obviously, if the Bears are scoring, like, in the 30s every game, even if they're losing, even if the defense is letting up, like, 40, but if the Bears offense is, like, scoring, like, in the 30s every week, I'm like, that actually – and people are excited about this team again. Like, people are jacked up about the future.
1: Well, but that would probably thing. save Nagy, no? This is the thing. By the way, did you see Nagy? After the uh, that press conference, he looked like it looked like his dog died or something. I mean, he, yeah, he you did. Tell he was, he was,
0: I know you're wondering if shattered. it's just like recovering from COVID or just um, he's just been in a depression. Because listen, I imagine, I mean, think of it in the context of it's funny. I mean, it's cruel. Like when you are in a position where you're like, man, my boss is gonna fire me. I mean, even though you're a millionaire, it's like it's your pride, your reputation. It's not just about the money, right? And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's mentally crushing. I mean, you're probably weak and week and crushed, and the pressure then to perform and to get out of your own way. I mean, it's the guy's obviously up at night, right? He's having I
1: mean, he's sleeping less than me as a parent of a newborn, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he looked he looked like a different person. I mean, he looked ragged. completely yeah, ragged. Completely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I listen. I think this is a five. You know, I think this is closer to a five and four team than the three and six record. You know, the the penalties just killed us in this game. I mean, yeah, we had a couple of dumb ones. You know, Mario Williams, I'm looking at you. What are you thinking? My God. I'm just, I, and and there's another guy. I don't know what happened to him. He was a pleasant surprise last season. But this season, I don't even want to see him on the field anymore. Like, No, it's tricky. Yeah, it, I know. You know, he just... And,
0: but but, but the, the what about... Ten,
1: ten, no, the, oh, the penalties are brutal.
0: It's The thing is, this, this is an indictment on Nagy, right? I mean, you're not... The guys aren't prepared. I mean, why why are we continuing We in and we got <laughs> to have all these penalties?
1: Yeah, I do think it's – yeah, I mean, some of them are on the players, okay? Some of them are not. Some of them are on the coaching. Like the Robert Quinn one is on the coaching because it's like – and even Cole Komet one, You know, so we call a timeout, and then immediately after the timeout, Cole Komet is lined up in the wrong place, and it's in an legal formation, five-yard penalty. That was off a 17-yard completion to Allen Robinson. That was negated, right? So – You know, do you want to blame Cole Komet for that? Do you want to blame Matt Nagy for that? I don't know. But it's like you cannot have a penalty after a timeout with just lining up. You're just lining up. That's crazy. Like, what are you doing? And then the Robert Quinn thing, right, where he's, you know, it's not hard. You put your hand. I played safety in high school, so I was never on the line. But what you learned, you did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, just for freshman, freshman football. Everybody played. Zafar okay. played. Aaron played. Oh, no, <laughs> Chicken one, I think, played, too. Oh, um, God. You know, uh, Jacob played as well. Yeah. So anyway, these are all our friends who are completely unathletic, but all have played football. Well, uh, no, Z- Zaf, Z- Zaf is decent. Is- yeah, Zaf is decent. That's true. But uh, yeah, it's not hard. You put, you look at the ball. You put your hand behind the ball, and you put your head behind your hand. That's the, you know that that's how you line up, right? So I don't know what Robert Quinn is doing, and he looked like you know like Samuel L. Jackson and like Django Unchained, like when he was just like shocked, <laughs> like like he, get, he calls. like you're like two feet beyond the ball. You're not even close to being onside. And then they so, take him out, and then Tayshon Gibson gets it off.
0: No, like, no, Tayshon Gibson, Tayshon Gibson a big drop off. He's, oh, he's yeah. definitely disappeared for a bit. But no, I mean, in the end, when I see all these penalties, you know, it, it's, it's like a year when the Bears didn't pick up the loose ball and it was sitting there for like five minutes and then a Green Bay oh, player yeah. just picks it up. It's just like, okay, the fact that you're all not thinking about it, it means it's not in the culture. That's it. You know, That's so it's true. just like, yeah, true. if you have repeat, you know, instances of penalties with certain players, then it's a the player. But when you're just seeing it on both. Just like yeah, you know what? You're, you're, not folks the uh, you're saying it. You're saying a bunch of rah rah, like guys, oh, you gotta do this and that. But it's just not. You're not registering with them. They're not paying attention. They're distracted. It's. It, it has to be somebody has to be a nets coach. You know? I agree with Even, you. I agree with you. Uh, I agree stop. with you totally. Yeah.
1: But in this game, though, I mean, there were some bullshit. Well, this balls. game was. I mean, there was a, some bullshit calls in this game. You know? you know.
0: one of my best friends here, here in Tel Aviv, is. Uh, I heard Steelers fans. And, you know, all these years I've seen the Bears, even like the Lester Bears, somehow uh, beat the Steelers, which has been so emotional. It's like, uh, um, the thing is how we had these chances. We had all these chances, and it's just like really these ridiculous penalties. I mean, touchdowns off the board. I'm just like, this is a disgrace to the game. But done. Like, man, we really, really like figure out what we're going to do about this, especially the taunting stuff, because. The, it's okay fine you know protected a little more rookies are are get their bashed in though and now it's ridiculous the techie calls that the bears like we just look in the direction of brady and it's a penalty and like four steps later justin fields gets bashed no flag i know it's ridiculous it's an insult to the game and it makes it like it's ridiculous
1: and it's like Jason Peters was there too, and Jason Peters. you would think that guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer. You would think that guy could say, you know, because he he lifted his hands like, is that not a penalty? You could read his lips. It's like that's not a penalty is what he said to the to Tony Carrenti. But and, and Tony Carrenti, by the way, he is four weeks away from being seventy years old. Why is he an NFL referee? You know, this this is like there's a bigger story here in the fact that like there's no professional. Referees in the NFL, Ed Hockley, remember that dude? He's a lawyer, oh, yeah. you, know, like, oh, you know. Like all these guys have these other jobs, right? Because you the NFL what? doesn't politics. give the benefits, doesn't pay for yeah. their travel. It's, it's it's so stupid. Like there's yeah, the we politics doing there? Here? You know,
0: and, the, and the, the people have been in these positions, so they have like certain sway, and it's just like guys. <laughs> You've got to really, like, eliminate this like, dead weight. I don't care if they've been, you know, these chosen refs in the league for decades. I mean, no. Come on now. Um,
1: you can't have a 70-year-old out there. No, no. I, I mean, it. like, it's, it, 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 it makes no sense, right? But, but – Yeah, it's not going to be, be come, on. come
0: on. Yeah. So if yeah even even if you're in, in shave and everything, it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, now, coming back to Nagy and, and, and this Bears destiny. Listen, that seventh seed right now is held by Atlanta. They're four and four. Um, they have a very hard schedule down the stretch. They have to play their division, and they have to play, I think, the AFC West, which is pretty brutal. Uh, right. Sorry, not the uh, – yeah, the AFC West. Yeah, sorry, not the NFC West. So that's the, – they still have, like, teams like Casey and all these guys on the docket, right? So, you know, and even though Casey did not <laughs> – does not look good this year, you, you just kind of believe they're going to figure it out at some point. I think this team – listen, you're, the, the, I think that there's three teams, and I said this last week or maybe two weeks ago, it's the bears, the Vikings and the Seahawks. Those are the three teams. They all have the same record. You know, they're all three, I think Seattle's three and five, because they, they had their bye week but those are going to, those are the three teams, right? So I know it looks, it, it sounds insane, but you're, you're, you're right there. If you were five and four, we would be in the sixth seed right now, or we would, yeah, we'd be, we would be tied for the sixth seed. So, you know, like it's, not that far. If Justin Fields plays at this level or plays close to this level, we have winnable games. Baltimore is the hardest game we have, and of course we still have one more against Green Bay, but so does so does Minnesota. Um so you know, I don't know. I mean, Danny, I think I think winning breeds culture. And if yeah, Maggie right. is able to get four hundred yards a game, he's he's able to kind of have his Eureka moment. Because uh, – and, and, you know, I've been saying Fire Nagy for a long time. But one thing I've also been saying is that the players do like him. They play hard for him, you know. They've always played hard for him. They've never really quit. I mean, yeah, sure, the second half against Tampa Bay where that game was just out of – that game was over in like the first eight minutes of the game. Yeah. You know, but they still they still played until the very end. In, in the second half, he's got kind of laid off a little bit. But, you know, they play hard. For, for for Matt Nagy. Say what you will about the guy. He's a terrible play caller, but he the guys really do play hard for him. The penalty stuff is that that stuff I don't get. Yeah.
0: There, there's but, too many elements to clean up. There's too many elements to clean up. Like, okay, you gotta keep that offense consistent. You you know, if even if you have like two games or three games where the bears are flashing and then all of a sudden they're back to like scoring three points or six points again. I mean, we, we need to see consistency down the stretch. The the penalties have to clean up. I mean, there it's an uphill battle. Right. I mean, it, it is an uphill battle, but it is doable. And the thing is, based on the flashes we've seen Justin Fields in the last two weeks, I'm definitely believing in that possibility where the guy can really make everybody look good. And you're right. Winning does, you know, save a culture, it does build that culture, it brings everybody together, it makes people play beyond their scope of what they're typically able to play. In. No, I, I, I do have hope. That's what, that's what a good quarterback does. Yeah. I
1: mean, if you're making Jimmy Graham look good, right? I mean, you're doing something, right? You're doing something right over there, right? Because Jimmy Graham can't even run anymore. So, you know, I, it's hard to say. I mean, look, it's because I think that that last team is going to be a seven-win team. I think it's probably going to be Seattle when Russell Wilson gets back. Um, but I don't think it's, I think a seven-win team is going to get into that seven seed. And yeah, maybe you're you're going to get your brains beaten out by I think it's probably going to be Green Bay, whoever is in the, or maybe Tampa Bay, um, which is going to be just awful. Right. But listen, I, I think getting to the playoffs has an intrinsic value. We don't have a first round pick anyway. And this is a weird draft, right. Mm -hmm. Where it's, it's a deep draft, but there's not, there's not a huge drop off between the first round guys and the third round guys. It's like that 2016 Leonard Floyd draft, right. Where there was not like the top hundred guys were almost kind of interchangeable. It happens every five or six years. So, I don't care about like the tanking or whatever, right? I I want Justin Fields to develop. And I think if Justin Fields develops, we're going to win games, right? Because yeah. when we get Mac and Bojack back after the bye, if if Fields can keep this level of play up, it raises David Montgomery's level. And by the way, he was just beasting again. Yes, um, he was. Amazing. He had that one run. He had that one run where he was just like dead to right. And it looked like he moved the whole pile 10 yards. You remember that one? It's just oh, unbelievable, yeah. this guy, you know, what, what, what fight this guy has. I and mean, I hope we can, and I love, again, this, I do think is coaching that wildcat formation completely confused. Pitstop, oh, oh you know? that's beautiful. They were just completely yeah, exactly. you, lost, you, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Get creative, get creative. Use Justin's skill. Like the design runs, don't do it every time, but really play to the guy's strength. It's just like, do whatever it has to take to win. If you can't figure anything out. Yeah. Just try. I want, to, I want one game where there's like 15 freaking targets to a Rob when nothing else works, like every other team does. Where, yeah. you know, when you see certain teams, they just can't figure it out. You're like, well, I got to get it to my best receiver and just try to make things happen. It's just like, stop trying to be pretty and just do what you can to, to get these yards in this play and then keep building on play after play after play. And I, I do feel excited about this team. Obviously, there's a lot that we need to see in the second half. But at least we're going into it with some hope and excitement. Um, ultimately, I even reserve uh, hope for the A-Rob situation, though obviously it looks grim, right? But the yes. thing is, all it takes is a second half of not only winning, but man, all of a sudden, finally, Justin Fields and A-Rob find freaking chemistry. It's ridiculous they haven't found this like chemistry, but we saw a few flashes of it. But all we might need is a couple games in a row where A-Rob is getting eight, nine receptions and a TD and the bears are winning and maybe you won a big game that you shouldn't have against the likes of the Ravens where
1: maybe it does save things. I think so. I mean, like if, if, if they win that Ravens game, then I think they're going to the playoffs. I really do. I think it's, uh, you know, cause if you lose that game, you're not three and seven. You really have to, yeah, that, sure. that's going to be tough. Right. But I, it's does. still possible. It's possible. Right. But it's, it's tough. If they win that game though, I think they're going to the playoffs because I don't see Seattle. Cause I think Seattle is a terrible team with a great quarterback and a bad coach and Minnesota, what is going on in Minnesota, right? They I have know. uh they had that, they had a guy go to the ER because of COVID and he had 29 close contacts on the team. And you just, Oh my God, what is going on over there? I know. It's like, it's you like know?
0: Detroit. It's making Detroit look functional.
1: Which yeah, is it's always just, nice for us. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I, I feel pretty good. Um, I'm really happy about Justin Fields. I think now, you know, last year, this is kind of my last thought for today's show. You know, I would always talk about the Bortles zone with Mitch. It's like, because I always thought Mitch was, I never thought he was trash. I always thought he was kind of that Tyrod Taylor type, you know, someone you can win with for a few games, but, you know, you don't really want to pay because when you pay him, then everything falls apart, right? And it's something similar for Nagy. It's like, yes, like theoretically, if they're if they play offense like they did this this last week, if they're able to string that six weeks, it's it's you can make an argument to to keep him. But man, is that like a false positive? And then like, do you fire him and keep pace? Like, you know, I I do worry I about that whole thing, right? Because I, I think both of these guys, you know, the quarterback, it just it masks so many inefficiencies. I know. And I think that's the nice. best compliment I can give to to Justin Fields that he's really making Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy look good, you know.
0: So, well, the thing is, listen, that's what I'm it not is. sure. I know in the end we'll see how it plays out, right? And, you know, I do like to think that at the end of this year, it will be clear where we're at. There'll be no kind of gray area. Either it will be, even like. You know, we might see Justin Fields. I think we will see Justin Fields have a good second half, and we could actually break it down more maybe next week. I think he will have a good second half. But again, if you're still having penalties and all of a sudden, you know, Justin Fields is just like getting buried some games, and the offense can't, you know, has a goose egg going into a half, you know, you need a lot more good. It'll only take a few like bad quarters to make many good quarters be tainted, okay? Because we're already so soured by the situation. So maybe next week, let's look at the roster. Let's see what we're looking at here as we go into the second half, who we're excited about, who we need to flash in the second half, who's part of our future, who needs to go. Let's break down the roster next week and uh, bear down, my friend. Bear down. We'll never forget the way you thrill the nation With your T-Formation Bear down, Chicago Bears And let them know why you're wearing
1: the crown You're the pride and joy of Illinois Chicago Bears, bear down Bears This my Bears people